Okay, team, let's talk about gurus and the fact that I'm not yours. And more importantly, I actually don't think you need one. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey, team, Glad Azar here. Welcome you back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Still a bit nasally, so I'm not sure if you can hear that, but uh, I think it's still a little bit of a hangover of the uh, the old spicy cough. And again, not to disrespect, obviously, COVID, but um, yeah, for me, it wasn't too bad. Like, it was definitely some flu-type symptoms, a little bit of fatigue, uh, but I do understand some people certainly get it uh, worse than what I've had it. And I am double-vaxxed, but my daughter was 14, and she'd had a single vax, and when she got it, and she was the same. She had a couple of days where she wasn't feeling great, and now she seems to be on the mend and everything seems to be okay. But anyway, if you can hear that, that's what's going on for me. I remember watching the TV series I'm Not Your Guru, I think it was called, which was a Tony Robbins series on Netflix some time ago. And it interested me because I personally don't believe in gurus. I don't. There's no one that I idolise. There's no one that I wished I was like. And I know that I've been asked that question numerous times. Like who are the people you know that stand out for you? And certainly my daughter, Alyssa, her and I were talking about this the other day because she gets asked that regularly. Whenever she does a podcast, whenever she does an interview with someone in the media, she always gets asked these questions about whether or not she has people that she looks up to, people that are her sort of I don't know, idols. People use that word a lot, idols. We both have this belief that you shouldn't have people that you idolize. And the reason is that everyone's human. So if you idolize me or you think I'm some sort of guru because of, you know, I'm someone that gives life advice, but then you find out at some point that I'm quite human and I make mistakes and I get it wrong, that can really damage your belief systems. So I like to go into everything saying I have massive respect for people, certain people, their achievements, their whether you call them God-given talents or whether it's just hard work that's allowed them to get somewhere with what they've achieved in sport, uh, academic, you know, business, whatever the case may be. They might be really good parents or whatever. There's a thing about someone that I can think is really cool, that is really powerful, that I that I wished I could pick up some of those skills and I try and learn from. But it doesn't mean I idolise them across the board. I don't hang on to every word. I don't assume that everything outside of that thing that I like about them is also perfect because I know that not to be the case. In fact, what I know is the more we dedicate ourselves to being really good at something, it typically means there are other areas of our life that suffer because you cannot be great at everything. So if you want to be the best partner and the best father, talking to obviously the dads out there, um, that you can be, and I mean the absolute best, the gold standard, you're probably going to not be able to run the best business in the world, have the best health and fitness ever, have heaps of recovery time. You know, when we're talking about the four pillars, there'll be something in some other area that has to give some ground. Now, being the best partner and the best dad in the world might mean more to you than money, And I would hope it does, but that's on you. And so therefore, not being the biggest and best businessman in the world might be okay. Having said that, I know mates, I think about someone like Phil DeBella, who just ran this phenomenal business from the age of 28 to 40. Um, You know, publicly, this is what's put out there. And so I don't verify these numbers, and I'm not talking out of school, but started a business with $5,000 and sold it. It's, you know, stated for over $50 million 
you know, 12 years later. And now his kids were still young, primary school age, when he sold the business. And so I'm not saying he wasn't a great dad before. I'm saying that now he has so much more time and the finances, etc., to be even better. And so he was quite overweight. He dropped 60 kilos after he sold that business. He spent a lot more time measuring moments, which he talks about regularly, because he gets to be really good at that stuff because he did all the work before. Now, what I've experienced, and I've done this myself, is I was trying to be a great dad and a great partner and run a great business, and I was trying to do all of those things, and then the business starts to struggle, and you have staffing issues. I'm going back sort of 10 years, and you delve yourself deep into that, and then you turn around and realize that you've lost a marriage, that you probably haven't been as good a parent as you would have liked to have been. There are some problems in in your general relationships in life, but your business went okay. So if you understand what I'm saying, we've all got checks and balances. We've all got things that we're amazing at and hopefully you've tapped into that for you. And we've all got things that we kind of suck at. And it's being able to look at someone and go, I massively admire what you've achieved in this area. But it doesn't mean that you're a guru in every area of my life. So I don't idolize people. But there are certainly people that I have more respect for than others just based off the way they've dedicated themselves to something and the way they've achieved things. And I just thought... That was an important one to share because I see that word guru thrown around a lot. Personally, it makes me cringe. And if it's ever used in reference to me, which it has been on occasion, it makes me cringe even more because I just know how bloody human I am, how fallible I am, how many mistakes that I've made, how many times that if that same person sat and watched that interaction I had with another person, even recently or in the past, they would be very disappointed in me because all of a sudden I wouldn't be that guru. So I think that's really important for us to tap into. And for me, I don't get too up in arms about people attacking me, but nor about people applauding me for that reason, because I know who I am. I understand that I'm a very flawed human who's having a red hot crack at life and doing the best that I can, but also that I'm constantly learning. So I don't let my ego get overinflated by people telling me how good I am. But that also allows me not to be too challenged when people tell me I'm not a good person. And I get those as well. So it's about finding that happy balance. So my main message for you guys today, don't have gurus, don't have people you idolize, have people you look up to, have people you respect, have people you want to learn from, but always be constantly evolving to be the best version of you and understand that you have the light and the dark side as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.